Thanks for joining us for Life Community Church. Well, good morning. Happy 4th of July weekend. Um, We went and saw some fireworks on uh, Friday at Lake of the Woods, and my kids, specifically my oldest, was embarrassingly excited about every single firework that went on. You know, I was the family with the kids screaming at every single firework. yeah, my favorite, weeping, the, the chandelier, those are my favorite. My kids, I think, Karis really like the ones that they, I don't know, they like color and then they like turn into like little glittery sparkles, you know? Um, anyways, super fun. I hope you enjoy some festivities this weekend, uh, hot dogs and watermelon and fireworks or whatever you are doing this weekend. Um, living with no AC like Dan and I, really living the the summer dream. You can pray that that gets fixed this week. That would be great. Um, So we are in uh, our second week on this, in our sermon series about wisdom. And so we're kind of gleaning through the scriptures on what what it means to look at divine wisdom in our life and how it is a roadmap um, for the journey. Have you ever um, kind of been uh, unresponsive to learning something, right? Like you're kind of, (laughs) like you kind of have your guard up. You're just, you're not really interested in learning whatever you're supposed to be learning or what's been offered to you to learn, right? Um, You know, sometimes it's simple things. Like this week I went to the doctor's office and she wanted to look at a lab that I had up on a chart on my phone and I gave her my phone to look at and she couldn't navigate my phone, right? She just like kept exiting out of things and going back and I was like, you probably have an Apple phone, don't you? She was like, yeah, you know, you caught me because I have an Android phone. And, you know, I'm getting to that age where it's like, it's frustrating to learn a different, you know, tech system, right? Like, I just want to sit in what I know. I'm, I'm kind of resistant to learn something new because of how much effort it takes, right? I used to think I would never be like that. Like, I could just pick up anything, learn all the new technology, and now, you know, here I am, resistant, right? Uh, maybe... You know, when you're young or as a parent, you've tried to pass on wisdom to your children, right? Or you've, you've been the recipient of your parents trying to pass on wisdom to you, and you've been resistant um, about that wisdom. Maybe they were trying to teach you how to change the oil yourself, right? So you didn't have to spend the extra money to take it into the, the shop or... Um, how to make this homemade recipe, you know, like homemade pie crust, right? It's so much better than the store-bought pie crust. And so someone's trying to pass on the wisdom of this recipe to you. And then at some point you're just like, no, I'm just going to go buy the Pillsbury uh, roll out into the pie pan dough. And maybe even, you know, you've You've lived a few years and you go back to that wisdom and now you're watching YouTube videos, right, on how to do that exact thing, right? Like how to change your oil, how to fix your air conditioning, whatever it is. Um, We can sometimes be resistant to learning things, especially if if we don't want to, we're not in the right heart place, right? Well, this, this, thing about wisdom that the Bible says is you have to lay down all that resistance to learn it. 
You have to put down those guards to learn and glean wisdom. You actually, um, you have to, you have to be completely open to the fact that God's ways are higher and um, bigger than we even know and understand. And we have to lay it down that we don't know it all and we don't know how to solve every problem and every right path to take. We have to lay down that resistance to be open to wisdom, to receive it. And the goal of, of like the wisdom literature in scripture is really to give you a deeper understanding of God himself. So that through all of life's up and downs, you can seek out the, the path to life and the, the journey that he says, this is the way to go in every situation. And it, it's, kind of, um, it's kind of like an internal compass that Proverbs is trying to give us where you know, like a true north, you know, a compass, you know, wherever, whichever way you're turning, it can find north. And that's what wisdom is like. Wherever you are in life, you can find that true north direction of God's wisdom in this situation and how to choose his path of life. How we act, how we think, our behaviors, our character, our relationships, how we do business in our jobs, we find that true north. Oh, this is God's wisdom. And so there's kind of like three actions that I gleaned this morning as I was um, reading uh, through Proverbs 2 um, about accessing this wisdom. And, and the three are, first is to tune your ear. We need to tune our ear to wisdom. And then the second is seeking understanding. And the third is to give it away, share with one another in the body. So we're going to jump in to those this morning. You know, the world is a full of, of human wisdom, right? We can learn all kinds of things that we want. We can read about all kinds of uh, new ideas and philosophies and anything we want to learn to better ourselves. And we can chase those things uh, our whole life, but they don't necessarily lead to God's path for wisdom. God's path for wisdom takes a, a, a much more intentionality to tune in to his life-giving ways. And so we're going to read about how Proverbs is calling out for us to, to search after that this morning. So Proverbs 2, oh, someone's echoing me over there. <laughs> Proverbs 2, my child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain knowledge of God. For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the paths of the just, 
and protects those who are faithful to him. So right away there in verse 2, that's where I'm, I'm picking up on the tune your ear. Tune your ear to hear the voice of God because his voice speaks wisdom. His voice gives you understanding. So how are you tuning in each day to hear the voice of God? How do you make space each day to hear the voice of God for your life, for your situations, for your relationships, for parenting? His voice speaks right into our life situations when we tune in to listen. So close your eyes with me just, just for a moment and picture in your mind um, a situation in your life that's ongoing. Maybe it's a a nagging situation or a troubling situation or just something that is an ongoing thing um, that you're dealing with. Maybe you can picture it right away and the, the people come into your mind, the situation comes into your mind. And what would it look like as you picture that situation to tune in to God's wisdom? Have you tuned in to God's wisdom for that situation? Ask yourself that. You can open your eyes. Sometimes, I'll be quite honest, I will have nagging situations in my life, things that I'm worried about wrestling with, and I haven't stopped to tune in. Because as a human, I'm just like trying to work it out and solve it with my own energies, right? You know, I think that I can do it all by myself. And we have to stop and tune in. God, what's your wisdom in this situation? Because often it's, it's higher and greater and far beyond what we can know or imagine when we're just trying to grunt it out ourselves, right? And the whole world is, is constantly forming us, Right? And, and so often we pursue the things we value, and we, we value, you know, like um, solving problems, individuality, we, success. We value these things, and so wisdom can get pushed down the line of things that we choose to focus on. And we can just consume and consume and work hard to do it on our own and, and expect that somehow we're going to find wisdom in all of that, but we're not. We have to tune in to the Lord's wisdom. His ways are higher and greater and better than we can even imagine. Did you ever um, play an instrument as a child? Or uh, maybe you have a child that plays an instrument. And, and you know that you know with an instrument, there's like a fine line between it being in tune or out of tune and the pleasure of listening to them practice or not listening to them practice right? Um, and uh, we acquired this piano um, maybe a year ago or so, and it had not been tuned for a very long time. And so the tuner guy came, and he said, okay, 
I'm gonna do the initial tuning of this piano, but just so you know, within like the next six months, you'll have to do it again because it's been so long, the tune is not going to hold. And so call me again and then, you know, I'll, I'll tune it again and it'll hold much longer, you know. So thankfully, like we hadn't started piano lessons, you know, we wanted this thing to be in tune before we started piano lessons, right? Important. Um, so he comes, he tunes it, and we start piano lessons and Sure enough, within that six months or so time period, it starts going wonky, right? There's a few keys that just like, oh, kind of make you shudder when you get to them. They are really out there. And um, unfortunately, this was kind of right around coinciding with the time that Ellie was, my oldest daughter, was learning the, how to read the notes and identify them on the piano. So, oh, this is a G, this is what it sounds like. And so she's trying to learn those notes so she can, you know, know a set of notes and start to read the music. And, you know, it was very hard for her to develop the muscle memory. Oh, that is G, because every time I play G, it's like, you know, it's way out there. And at our piano teacher's house, G sounds right, you know, but at our house, it was a little wonky. So I, I had to communicate to her piano teacher, like, just give us a few weeks because we're, it's not in tune, and she's struggling to figure out what note that is. And um, as soon as he came and tuned it up, you know, it's like everything kind of aligned, you know, her learning of the notes accelerated because finally everything sounds like it did at her piano teacher's house, you know. And she could identify each note with what it said um, in the music. And, and we have to tune our ears in just like that. Okay, this is the Lord's wisdom. This is what God is saying in my situation. You know, I would pursue this. I would do this. But here's, here's what God's wisdom says over and above all the noise of culture and uh, the things that just pull our hearts towards other things that aren't God's path. We have to tune in to hear the Lord's wisdom and pay careful attention to what it is he is saying to us. In Proverbs 8, wisdom is personified as lady wisdom, and lady wisdom calls out to get your attention, to say, hey, listen to me. It says, listen as wisdom calls out. Hear as understanding raises her voice. On the hilltop along the road, she takes her stand at the crossroads. By the gates at the entrance to the town, on the road leaning in, she cries out loud. I call to you, to all of you. I raise my voice to all people. You simple people, use good judgment. You foolish people, show some understanding. Listen to me, for I have important things to tell you. Everything I say is right, for I speak the truth and detest every kind of deception. You know, Lady Wisdom, she's at the, the crossroads in the corner of this, this town speaking out, and she's having to speak loudly to get everybody's attention. And, you know, in our modern-day society, we're not really gathering in towns and the city center in quite the same way. So... I'm picturing like, okay, where is she calling out to us in our gathering places? Well, we're often gathering around our screens and our consumption, um, right, of social media and whatever. And I imagine like 
her coming across our screens, right? <laughs> and she's coming across our screens and saying, hey, um, tune your ear to truth. You know, I'm calling out to you to use good judgment. I'm calling out to you to, to listen to wisdom because it's going to guard your path towards life. Then you're going to experience the real knowledge of God who made you and formed you. And will we listen to that interruption as she comes across our screen, right? Or will we just try to swipe and dismiss her? She's calling out to us to listen and that she will guard us on the path of life. We're either being formed by God and his wisdom or we're being formed by the world. And, and wisdom is calling us, hey, calling out, remind yourself of your identity as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. And this is how you act in the character of Christ. And when you tune your ear to wisdom, you know what you gain? You gain the knowledge of God. Because wisdom and revelation go hand in hand in Scripture. Wisdom and revelation. Do we want a deeper revelation of God? Yes. Well, then we have to exercise wisdom. And in that, we gain this deeper knowledge of God. And so, after we tune our ear to wisdom, we have to seek the understanding of wisdom. You know, it's not enough to just know things. We actually have to apply and live out the things that we know. And James, um, in the New Testament, he reminds us that wisdom is meant to be applied. He says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For you, if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in the mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. That's just not something you do, you know? You look at yourself in the mirror, you know what you look like. And so he's saying in the same way, when you read truth and know truth, when you tune your ear, you don't just disregard it, you, you apply it to your life. You seek understanding of how to use what God is showing you and telling you and reminding you of. It's like my daughter learning the piano. You know, she, the piano's tuned, it's ready to go, she's learning the notes, and she's got all the notes down to what the keys are saying, and now she can read music. And, you know, you don't just learn the notes to learn the notes. It's not an end in itself, right? You haven't arrived once you've learned the notes. You actually use the notes to play music, to play songs, multiple songs. You use that knowledge across the board of learning music. And so wisdom is this holistic way of following God. You know, when it, it talks about in Scripture, um, our heart, guard your heart above all else. Your heart is the center of who you are, everything, you know? It includes your mind and your will and your emotions. That's the biblical understanding of heart. So it's a holistic way of following God. And you're guarding your heart above all else because wisdom has entered your heart and Jesus has entered your heart. And you need to guard that precious place of who you are in him, how you think, how you feel, and the choices you make. 
because in that you come to know the revelation of God himself. And that is the truest treasure of our life. This is what Paul says. He prays this constantly for the Ephesian church. He says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. He prays that you would know the spirit of wisdom and revelation so you would know God better. Wisdom and revelation, they go together. A revelation of who you are in Christ and the glorious life that he has planned for you. He wants to give you new insights into who you are and what he's calling you to do. Areas of trusting him and and living out his kingdom in greater ways. And as wisdom enters your heart, it becomes a, a, a shield and a guard to keep you on that path of life. Because we as humans, we're not skillful enough to just uh, walk away from the dark paths. We're just not smart enough. We're not, we're not wise enough in our own self to just say, oh, I'm not going to be lured down this this path of destructive behavior or this pattern of, of destructive thinking or acting or, you know, we're just not skillful enough to avoid those dark paths. We actually need wisdom to protect us. There's a twofold meaning of wisdom in scripture. It means in, on one level, skill, the skill to actually live a, a wise life, right? But then it has a second deeper meaning of power, that God gives you the skill to follow the path of life, but he gives you the power to apply that wisdom and actually live it out. He's not stringing you out there to just say, oh, you know, just learn this skill and then figure out how to live a good life. He's saying... I give you wisdom, which means I give you the skills, and I activate the power for you to do it. That's how wisdom becomes a shield, because it is skill and power to live in the way of life. Back in Proverbs 2, it continues in verse 10. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. Wisdom will save you from evil people, from those whose words are twisted. Those men, these men turn from the right way to walk down dark paths. They take pleasure in doing wrong, and they enjoy the twisted waves of evil. Their actions are crooked, and their ways are wrong. But evil, I mean, <laughs> wisdom will be a shield against evil from going down the dark paths. Wisdom will protect you. So tuning your ear to what God says, applying what he says, leads you down this path of life to greater knowledge of him, life, and joy. But here's the last thing I want to encourage us with is to give it away. 
give wisdom away to one another. I love our church body. I love our church body. I love that we are intergenerational. There's diverse amount of uh, life experiences in this church body. I would say, you know, Scripture says God gives us everything we need for life and godliness. He gives us everything we need for life and godliness. And he gives it to us also in the body of Christ. Everything we need for life and godliness is like right here right here in one another as we encourage each other and give away wisdom to one another. It's, it's a beautiful thing. We're not on this isolated journey of trying to like figure out how to do life in and of ourselves. We have one another. And I, I mean, I love coming to church every Sunday. Even though I'm the pastor, I love coming as myself. <laughs> Those things are still one and the same. But I like coming because I receive wisdom from you guys. I receive encouragement for myself in my parenting, in my life, in pursuing what God has for us. I get built up just by being here. And I see that happening amongst you guys, you know, when you're praying for each other, when you're having conversations, when you're talking about what life is really like going on in, in your journey. You know, like, again, my daughter learning how to play music. She's not learning to play music just so she can, like, go to lessons and come home. She shares that music with our whole family, right? You learn how to play music so it becomes a, a beautiful experience for other people to listen to. Music is meant to be shared and heard, listened to, enjoyed. Wisdom is meant to be shared in a community like this. Because, you know, wisdom, it's actually an attribute of God. So when we are living out wisdom, we're living out being image bearers of God. We're, we're connecting to this character that he actually used to create the foundations of the earth. It says that he used wisdom that was long ago, with him long ago, to actually uh, create the, the whole earth, the whole universe. Wisdom was with him long ago. That sounds like somebody of the Trinity was with him long ago and um, used in creation, in the very blueprints of creation, to have what we have. Scripture says that Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. That power, that revelation, that skill and power coming together to create the earth and us and all that is in existence. So when we're living with wisdom, we're living with the very, we're living with the grain of how God and his wise character created everything. And we're, when we're not living with wisdom, we're going against that grain and we're fighting. And here's what's really beautiful in the New Testament that Paul shares about this deep, mysterious wisdom that has been a part of things since long ago. And this is from um, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I don't have it on the screen, but uh, I'm going to read it to you says, the wisdom we speak of is the mystery of God. 
his plan that was previously hidden, even though he made it for our ultimate glory before the world began. But the rulers of this world, they haven't understood it because if they did, they wouldn't have crucified our glorious Lord. That is what scripture means when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit, for his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. And no one can know a person's thought except that person's own spirit, and no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. And when we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truth. So there, there was this wisdom hidden from long ago that was really confusing to the world powers. They didn't know what God's plan for salvation was, and so they crucified Jesus. And God's plan was, was bigger than anybody had ever imagined. But we get to understand the revelation of God because we have the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God knows the mind of God. And so we can tune our ears to that Spirit and know what God is saying because we have the Spirit in us. And the Spirit in us talks to the Spirit in you and gives these God revelations to one another. And that is like heaven on earth happening right here every Sunday. As one Spirit-filled person talks to a different Spirit-filled person and, and encourage us as, encourages one another and exhorts us towards this path of life. Because we need it. We need wisdom in our finances. We need wisdom in parenting. We need wisdom in marriage. We need wisdom in our communities, in work. If you don't, I do. <laughs> I need it in all those areas at all times. Sometimes one is, you know, uh, more of a situation than another at any given point in my life. But I need it. And I've had the blessing in my life of always being known and belonging to a church family. And that blessing has, has shaped who I am because I've always had wise, loving people come alongside me and, and bolster me up in wisdom. And we can be that to one another. So here are my calls to action as we close and um, thinking about walking in wisdom. The first one, tune your ear. You can ask this question, what does it look like to live in the kingdom of God in this situation? Right? What does it look like to live wisely in this situation? And maybe you need to tune in to various sources, right? scripture, people, a book, podcast. You need to sit down with somebody. But what does it look like to tune in to wisdom? I, I was thinking this, this week that I, you know, I was bothered by this situation in my mind, and I was thinking, you know what? I heard a, a sermon you know, a few weeks ago at this conference that I was at that 
I need to go back to, right? I need to open back my notes and like sit there with them and apply that understanding because that was it. That was the wisdom for the journey. But sometimes, you know, you write it down, you glean it, and then like you pack it up and you forget about it two weeks later until you're like, oh yeah, I'm stuck again in this headspace of whatever it is or this situation. Go back, tune your ear to that wisdom. Second, give it away. Help each other recognize the mind and heart of God in your situation. We can be that gift to one another. And keep reading Proverbs. You know, Proverbs is like 30 chapters, so you could read one, you know, each day. You could just, Dan encouraged us last week, like, just read, um, I think he said 15 and 16, but grab anywhere in Proverbs, read a chapter, and, you know, what sticks out to you? What do you see, like, the Holy Spirit highlighting. Oh, yeah, okay. Just, just sit with it. Just sit with it. God, God, show me. Tune my ear. What do you want to say to me? How do you want me to apply this? What do you want me to know about you? Tune your ear. I'm going to ask the worship team to come back up, and um, we're going to sing one song, and then I'll be up here, and uh, we're going to have communion this morning. Um, So let me pray as we enter into worship. God, we are thankful to gather as your community, your people. We're thankful for the identity that you give us as your children. We're thankful that your ways are higher than us, that you have things planned that we cannot even imagine. God, I pray that we would be open and receptive to what you are speaking to us, that we can lay down our resistance, we can lay down uh, just the things that we are often preoccupied with so that we can fully worship you and experience your presence. There's nothing more sweet than your presence, so come Holy Spirit. There's nothing we want more than your presence, come Holy Spirit. We long for you. We want to taste you and know you more and more. We love you, Jesus. Amen. At Life Community Church, we want you to experience the powerful, life-changing love of God. To learn more, go to lifemohammed.org. lifemohammed.org.